What's up, what's up, incredible, loved, and valued humans. I am so thankful for your life, and I'm so thankful to be a part of your life in the way of a fun podcast. I am your host, Emma Mae McDaniel, and this is going to be a really special message talking about postpartum, as I am now eight weeks postpartum, yeah. and um, Josh is here because now eight weeks postpartum. He, he has played such a role in the way my postpartum journey has gone. So it just made sense for him to be on here. But friends, I'm excited. Grab your headphones and let's talk about postpartum. <laughs> Man, I'm so thankful you have me on this podcast today. I'm so excited to impart all my wisdom of my journey through postpartum. It's no, really though. What, yeah. what is your experience of postpartum? been because yes you didn't have the baby but i mean our rhythm and routine has changed in such a major way sure yeah i i mean postpartum is is definitely a term for the i i feel like more and i could be wrong but more for the person who gave birth oh absolutely and yeah, i'm not saying i'm going through any postpartum no, things, no that's, that's, not, what that's not what i'm asking i'm just asking as i've gone through postpartum and as we both experienced like a newborn yeah being in the house like and being ours like we're not just sure. babysitting but she's our little girl we are her parents GBR. like how has that transition been it it, it, it is awesome it, it really her is. Margot is the the best like we have the best child just anybody <laughs> out there i'm, I'm obsessed sorry with her. <laughs> we got first this year so we have the best child maybe next year but uh no we i mean love that girl to death um it's 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 a it's a new journey there's nothing like it and it's mm -hmm. hard to explain because there's nothing like it yeah um i mean getting remy is fun but having a baby is so much more fun and it's so sweet now it's hard and it's fighting for survival like you are in survival mode for the first i mean weeks and months and sometimes years but like in that survival mode it's not like a oh it's the worst type talk in the survival mode it's like oh it's the best it's yeah. so fun yeah I, yeah i probably slept about two hours last night I get to snuggle this little girl in the morning. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm really like, that, babe. I'm really upset right now, but like, and I'm tired and I'm cranky and I'm hungry <laughs> and our house is just in shams, but I love this little girl and yeah. I love you. And I think that's, that's the fun thing of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not of a man. This is the worst and I hate it. I never want to do it again, but it's like, this is the best and it's so hard. Yeah. Because it requires sacrifice. Absolutely. Like you're sacrificing time that mm -hmm. you used to just have an ample amount of. Yeah. And you're sacrificing sometimes sleep and yeah. you're sacrificing routine. And you have to shift what you say yes to and yeah. what you say no to in the sense of just like just going out and for meeting friend for coffee yeah, or a golf. date night like all of those like i still go get coffee with my friend mm -hmm. and we still have date nights you still go play golf but it's different yeah, but we my have to golf plan game more. is just not as good anymore <laughs> so it's not really the same it's not the same so i sacrificed that i sacrificed that what do you sacrifice <laughs> well i i really did want to hear because i know that as i've been navigating postpartum yeah. you have helped me in so many ways especially because i did have a c-section and for yeah. the first like 
two weeks, I couldn't even sit up on my own. And so like, I'm so thankful my mom came and stayed with us the first week, but like you and my mom were helping me take care of the baby and you and mom were taking care of me. Yeah. And I'm just so thankful because I really feel like the fact that you were there making me meals and helping me sit up and changing diapers when I couldn't. And the bassinet was on your side of the bed Mm -hmm. for a really, really long time so that you could lean over and get her for me to feed her. Like you made it so like so much more seamless because there was a lot actually that I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. Like whenever like, the end of week two came and I was able to have a little bit more mobility in my core, like just some strength. Sure. I can't like tell you enough. I was so excited to change her diaper. Yeah. I was so excited yeah. to burp her. I was so excited to do things that like I just didn't have the strength to do. And it honestly brought me so much joy getting to like give her a new diaper and change her outfit and all those things. Yeah, that it is sweet. And mm-hmm. that is that is extremely hard because you just had your child and then they're like, don't pick up your child. Like, don't pick <laughs> up more than your child, I guess. But, and that's just really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God that we bought a new bed frame. Literally like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> weeks before you gave birth. And we got one of them nice bed frames that like set up. I, yeah, it that was on was, sale. Man, that was nice because it was three in the morning. You're not wanting to sit up. And I was just like, let me just push this button real quick and I'll just sit on right on up. And so, yeah, that was, uh, that was before that we was knew huge. So, C-section was going to happen. Yeah. So, yes, we, me, your mom and the bed all helped you sit up and take care of yourself. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, it's fun. But Emma, like postpartum is, it's a, it's not, it's a controversial topic <laughs> because Everybody thinks that they know how your child should be raised. And everybody knows exactly how your child should be fed or Mm -hmm. not fed or this fed or whatever or sleep or not sleep or wear this outfit and not that outfit. So, Emma, how has been raising a child in postpartum been? What controversies? What are you doing? How's feeding going? How's growth going? All All the different stuff. Are you sleeping? I am sleeping. Okay, good. Actually, good. I'm so thankful because our baby is sleeping. I'm yes. sleeping. Um, that is a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I I definitely think the Lord, he's continued to sanctify me in this area my entire life. Yeah. Like I can refer back to seasons in middle school, high school, college, singleness, dating, so many seasons in my life yeah. where he has slowly but surely so graciously uprooted this fear of what people think in me yeah and i've seen him continue to so graciously do that as i now have a little girl because there are so many opinions and it's so easy to just subconsciously think oh but if i make this decision so and so won't be happy Mm -hmm. or oh if i make this decision what if they don't agree or if i make this decision say i decide to bottle feed and a picture of me bottle feeding my baby is posted on social media. And then what if people disagree that I chose oh, to do that? And what are they going to think? Like when that almost subconsciously becomes a filter by which I make my decisions, I need to step back and reevaluate. And yeah. the Lord has so patiently helped me and still is learn how to do that. Like yeah. my mom gave me such good advice. She said a lot of people would give you advice, but that doesn't mean you have to take every piece of advice you're given. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been a really helpful tool for me that 
I'm so thankful for all the advice. I'm so thankful that you are choosing to raise your baby the way that you are because like you decided that that was best for you and your baby, you and Mm -hmm. your family. And I respect that with my whole being, but I'm not going to let fear of what you think because I want to do something different be the filter by which I make my decision because then I'm going to look up, have a 10 year old daughter and I'm going to reflect back on the last 10 years of her life. And I don't don't want to say most of the decisions that I made were out of fear of what people mm-hmm. thought, were out of comparing myself to other moms, yeah. were out of a timidity. Like I want to be a confident mom who yields to the wisdom God has given me and trust that he's showing me what I need to decide mm-hmm. for my little girl and for our family. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's definitely been strengthening that because there are a lot of decisions. And I think yeah. they're a lot more complex than I realized they would be. Mm-hmm. Because when before you have a baby and before you had your first baby, sure. people would ask, so what do you plan to do for feeding? And I said, well, the plan is breastfeeding. And it's been a lot more complex oh, than goodness. what I thought it was yeah. going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, we hop out, we hop out of the <laughs> operating room, um, and of course, we uh, Emma had a C-section. If you didn't hear that, that's on last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. You can go and check that out, the birth story. But we come out of the operating room, and I like immediately, like a nurse walks in of a lactation consultant, which was very mm-hmm. helpful. It's awesome that they that they have that, um, and like we're there, and like pretty much immediately. Not immediately, but like maybe 30 minutes after trying to breastfeed, mm-hmm. you're handed like a nipple shield, which I, I had never even, even heard what that about was. that. Yeah, I, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> like, no clue what that is. Like, it's literally just a thing that goes over your nipple mm-hmm. to like mimic a bottle almost or like to help them it latch them on. Latch. Yeah. On. And uh, so, yeah, that's like a whole nother, whole nother world. It's like, mm-hmm. you, are, you, are, you, are you bare nipple or are you nipple shield? Are you yeah. bottle or are you are you breast? And oh my gosh, like, yeah. So there's all, there's so much different things. And that, that's a journey. Yeah, I think that honestly was something for me. So she responded to the nipple shield, great. But then I was wrestling because I honestly felt insecure about it, yeah. to be so honest. I literally was crying to Josh and I was like, is this real breastfeeding? Like, or is this, is this fake like breastfeeding? fake breastfeeding? Like, is I, but I had all of those questions and all of those emotions like yeah. running through my mind because I was like, oh, like, what is this? And then I had to step back and I was like, no, like mom's healthy, baby's healthy. She's getting what she needs. I feel like this has been the theme throughout labor, delivery, and postpartum. This isn't what I planned, mm-hmm. but God, I surrender it to you. What is best for my child right now? This is what's mm-hmm. best for her. So yeah, I may feel a little insecure about it, but God, I surrender that to you because in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah. My daughter, when she's my age, when she's 24 years old, she's not going to look back and say, yeah, my mom fed me with a nipple shield. Like, <laughs> She's not going to be upset about that. So I don't need to yeah. like get all worked up and insecure about the fact that this is what it's looking like for us right now. Yeah. Um, and that continued in the feeding journey Absolutely. because I ended up being told that my supply was low because I was told that because it was. So I ended up finding out <laughs> that my supply was low. And so did like power pumping, which I didn't even know what that was yeah, until was it was time to do it. I'm not even the one pumping. <laughs> that was a lot. And I think I got to the point where 
I finally got my supply up, which I was so, so thankful, but I got to the point where I was working so hard on my supply and I was working so hard to keep it. And I think I felt like if I didn't breastfeed my daughter, then I was like, I was failing as a mom. Like I felt like it was what I was supposed to do. And so in the whole process of like trying to get my supply up, we were told to breastfeed her, then follow up with a bottle, and then I were to go pump. So it was like a lot day in and day yeah. out. It was like I was feeding her all day, every day. Like that was my mm-hmm. day. And I I think whenever it got to the point where um, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Um, breastfeeding, doing it the <laughs> right way. Oh, uh, yeah. you, well, you're talking about you finally getting your supply up. Yeah, I finally got my supply up and oh yeah, and in the midst of trying to do that we had introduced bottles and Yeah, bottles as like a as a dream feed of like something. Just kind of like a little extra top. But also for the supplementing for every feed. That's true, because you did because you were power pumping, so we had to give her her extra like ounce or two at the end of it. So she's getting her She's meeting her weight requirement, which is yeah. a whole other thing that she wasn't like gaining weight. And uh-huh. so that was another reason because why, like, supply because your supply low. was low. And so it's like, okay, we got to do this now. And it was like a whole nother. Yeah. yeah. So it was all I say is a lot more complex than I, than I thought. And so whenever I got to the point where I'd been working so hard at it for like two and a half weeks, I met with my lactation consultant who I also just love. Yeah. She was amazing. She would come yeah. to the house and just help me so much. And I got to the point where I was like, I think that I'm trying so hard to make breastfeeding work because I feel like I'm supposed to breastfeed. Not saying like it it is so, so sweet. And honestly, Mm -hmm. I've had to like grieve not breastfeeding because it is something that I had dreamed and planned of doing longer than I did. But I did Mm -hmm. it for about a month and a half. And then I got to the point where it just made more sense for us personally to go all in on bottles. and she margo was responding great to it but i was hesitant to go actually like bite the bullet and do it because i felt like i was supposed to breastfeed and i felt like i was being selfish if i stopped breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and i was talking it out with josh and my mom and i was like i don't want to i don't want to look back and say i kept breastfeeding for x amount of time because i felt like i was supposed to i want to look back and say I breastfeed because I wanted to because that like was a personal decision that I wanted to make not out of like I feel like I'm supposed to do this and my mom challenged me she was like Emma what is your definition of selfish (laughs) because if you think that selfish is doing something that brings you ease then you have a long road ahead of you in motherhood because mm-hmm. right now you've checked off the prioritized box and that is Margot is healthy and getting what she needs and yeah. if she can get that through a bottle then this is not selfish of you to decide like this yeah. is a well thought out decision that Absolutely. you're making and so that was helpful for me i think it brought relief but then also followed with grief because i mean to let it's go of breastfeeding more. is just hard because then you have no. to like wean your milk and it's just like a that. lot. This week has honestly been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's also hard because there's so many people around that like a lot of lactation consultants like, or you, well, a lot of lactation consultants don't like, don't think that nipple shots are good or bottle feeding is good or anything like that. And then you have like the saying like breast is best, which <laughs> yes, you got the colostrum 
which mm-hmm. is an extremely important part for Margo's growth at the very beginning. But we started just to be able to see the benefit for our own sanity mm-hmm. um, and for Margo's growth because we wanted her to stay healthy and you to stay healthy, that it was it was right for mm-hmm. us. And that's really hard, especially because like, a lot of people will have mother-in-laws or mothers themselves or family members that like disagree with what you've chosen then this is this is in feeding and this is in every which way of postpartum like how they sleep at night to whatever to what they wear and man i think i i talked to my sister about this so i have two older siblings and they both they all have kids and um are older than i but obviously they're older siblings but um i talked to them about it and they said you know it comes to the point that it's I'm choosing to parent this way Mm -hmm. because that's the way we're parenting. It doesn't mean that my parents were wrong for parenting me a certain way, but I'm choosing to parent my children this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of parents will sometimes feel that way, that if they did bottle feeding and that's just all they did, but then now you're choosing to do breastfeeding, that's all you do. Like it doesn't mean they're wrong. Doesn't mean you're right. It just yeah. means that's what that's what you chose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that comes back to just being confident within, yeah. like, and like with the Lord and with yourself and with your yeah. family unit. Like, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna listen to advice, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I have to follow every piece of advice that yeah. I'm given. And I can still respect the people who take the advice that I chose to not take. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that that has been. I think the I think feeding has been the hardest part of postpartum for yeah. me because I just so badly wanted Margot to get what she needed. Yeah. And so then to be told that my supply was low, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I know this isn't true, but I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel yeah. like I failed her because all I want to do is nourish her and give her yeah. what she needs. So then working so, so hard to build it up, I finally build it up and then I'm like at the heart level, why am I yeah, doing this? Absolutely. And some moms would get to that point. And they're like, because I want to breastfeed. Yeah. Like, this is so worth all this hard work for me. And for me, it's like, well, I mean, 1000%, this is worth it. But I'm going to do like a another filter of a check. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And yeah. Um, my mom told me, she was like, Emma, nobody can make this decision for you. Like you're husband can't make it for Mm -hmm. you i can't make it for you your lactation consultant can't make it for you but i am praying that you make your decision out of like confidence and Mm -hmm. wisdom and not out of succumbing to pressure yeah and i'm really thankful that she prayed that for me because i think that's what i was battling was this pressure and this feeling of like oh it is also just sad to let it go because you have a you do have an emotional connection of like this is so so sweet mm-hmm. um so yeah that has that has definitely been the hardest part and with yeah. that came other emotions i remember one morning i came to you and i was like i'm tired like yeah. this is a full day in and day out yeah. but that leads me to something else that i think i've learned because in that conversation with you i told josh i was like i i knew that my routine was going to change yeah because you i mean to give an example you literally would feed yeah. And then burp her and get put her down and then you'd go pump. And yeah. then by the time we're done pumping, it's time for her to wake up and feed again. Yeah. It was just constant. It was. It was like five or six AM to ten thirty PM just full time. Yeah. And and so I was like trying to process out with Josh, like 
I am doing so good and I'm I'm so thankful for this season. I'm soaking it up. But this is a lot. Like I yeah. I feel a little overwhelmed and this was before I was told. I didn't know that this was wasn't going to be long term. I was I wasn't told until a couple of days later that yeah, what you're doing isn't sustainable. We didn't intend for you to do this for a long mm-hmm. time. I just thought this is what it was. Yeah. So I was just like, this is a lot. And I automatically had to follow up though with but I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. But I love this. But I'm so I'm so enjoying being a mom. And what I'm saying is like I was processing out things that were heavy on my heart with Josh and I felt like I had to explain myself seconds mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And I didn't realize it until postpartum the gravity of fear of being misunderstood. Yeah. Like I was so afraid that if I told you I was struggling on a given day or I woke up sad one morning mm-hmm. that you would think one of my most trusted people would think oh yeah emma's just having a bad postpartum experience Mm or or yeah emma's just emma's struggling and like that was the banner over my head if i said anything quote unquote negative Mm -hmm. and and i realized this is not healthy (laughs) because you're supposed to be a safe space for me and yet i'm not treating it like the safe space that it is yeah and i i wanted to share that because God has been bringing me freedom from that. It's taken self-discipline for me to, if I woke up one morning and I was just feeling sad and I needed to talk about it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about this, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to explain myself because you know, Josh, that I'm thankful. Yeah. You know, Josh, that I love being a mom. You know, Josh, that this season is a gift and that I believe it is a gift. So with those foundational things that you know, I'm just going to process out how sad I am right now. Yeah, and because, that was hard for me. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have a safe place to process just because you were shrouded in fear. Yeah. Um, and so that's just that's an easy place for you to continue to almost bottle it up, mm-hmm. um, and not be able to process, which can lead to a very much of a postpartum depression and anxiety. Yeah. It's like having somebody there, even if it's a counselor, even if you're paying that person, like mm-hmm. have someone in there to process it out with and and continue through that. Mm-hmm. Moving on though, it's like there's so many there's so many things. How's sleeping going? Sleeping going well? I, I think it's funny that I'm asking you this question. I know. Because I'm like, right you, there with you. you I'm know. in the bed. But it's, I'm asking it for y'all. So for the listeners. How's sleeping going, Emma? Sleeping is actually going really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During the first like first weeks, we were waking up like every three hours. And so I would have to be intentional to like yeah. nap when she napped during the day. Mm-hmm. But I know that this isn't every baby. But she's sleeping really well at night. Which well, is a blessing. I'm yeah. very. I'm not taking that for granted at all. We follow. We we chose the baby wise route. So we did mm-hmm. baby wise, and a lot of people obviously do. It's a great book, but um, we chose that, and we follow it pretty religiously. Yeah. Um, and that has helped us out on and sleeping, and yeah, like Emma just said, like sleeping is something that's it can differ from child to child. Mm-hmm. We can have our next child, and they cannot mm-hmm. sleep at all. Um. Or someone could have a child that's like, yeah, my child sleeps seven, eight hours a night. Like, more power to them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Congratulations. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I think that's something else that a lot of people compare about. And I hate that because mm-hmm. it's like, it's 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 a journey. Yeah. There's going to be struggles no matter what. The people that have good sleep at night struggle in other areas yeah. as well. So, yeah, I think it's just a, it's a journey. I agree. I think also something that I'm learning is like, I don't know if you'll know what I mean, but like listening to my gut, Mm. like this, 
like I pray for good judgment. I yeah. pray for sound insight. I pray for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I, I pray for discernment. And I truly believe that the Lord gives that to me. Yeah. But I think I'm I easily like second guess myself. And whenever it comes to being a mom and just like making decisions, mm-hmm. I I think God is teaching me to trust yeah. the the common sense and the discernment that he's given me mm-hmm. and be more confident about it and yeah. not be so timid because I this is such a like transparent podcast of things that I'm just learning yeah. <laughs> but it really can be like oh no but what are they going to think when they find out that I made that decision mm-hmm. or like am I going to be are they going to think that I'm awkward if sure. I ask for me to hold my baby like yeah. like i'm in a room full of family members and i'm missing my baby and i want to hold her yeah but is it going to be weird if i go and ask for yeah. it? like and so i'm just learning even in those that's such a simple example but mm-hmm. i'm just learning to not be so timid yeah. and actually trust like you know, like god's given me this intuition he's given me this gut instinct yeah. and i'm not gonna like second guess it all the time i'm just gonna be more bold yeah and so th- you have to be bold you do and i think it's a, another another struggle or something like something like a struggle i guess it is is the hypersensitiveness i noticed this in myself uh-huh. oh my gosh i was so sensitive to every breath she had yeah and i was like i was it was it was everything she did i was like oh, she's she awake like i like i wake uh-huh. up at 1 a.m and just like have to go like put my hand on her no, and like real. make sure she oh okay yeah yeah and i mean i I, for those of you that have kids like that you know you know (laughs) it is just like one of those things that you just gotta wait are they okay oh she's breathing okay cool so i'm just gonna go check (laughs) that is something that as a slowly of course they're like okay i can relax she's good like Uh (laughs) i don't need to worry yeah but uh it takes time and it takes like that so there's there's so many different areas like fear of what people think like can i hold my baby when I'm with family and man, family, I, we're coming up on the holidays. That's a whole nother, whole nother topic for some people. It's like, I, I just had, a, I just had a baby and I don't want anybody to touch my baby <laughs> or they're like passing around like football. Yeah. And, uh, that's, it's just, and everybody has their opinion on family days too. So I don't yeah. know. It's postpartum is a journey. You're not doing it wrong. You're doing it your way for your child and you can't really make a wrong decision because that's the way you chose to do it um as long as it's healthy for you for mom for dad for the house for the baby baby. uh yeah for you mom and dad yeah um yeah you're all doing a great job i think too something that i've loved in postpartum is all of the newborn joys Mm -hmm. like the way that her little hand will just grip your finger yeah so and tight. barely make it away like all the way around mm-hmm. your finger and whenever you pick her up and she's got the little scrunch mm-hmm. like all That's of the favorite. all of the little things that are just her active sleeps when she's sleeping and then all of a sudden she'll just smile but she's sound asleep yeah like there have been so many things that i'm like i just can't help but think of when the Lord says, te- or when Moses prayed, God, teach us to number our days yeah. so we may gain a heart of wisdom. I'm like, these days I've been told by people will come and go so quick. Yeah. And I've honestly loved getting to just take it like day by day and soak up every moment with yeah. her. And I think too, that leads me to one more thing I think I want to share sure. when it comes to postpartum is not i feel like pressure is a big word in this that i've been sharing but not feeling pressured to like be out and about 
mm. by a certain point in time or get back to it whatever yeah. that may look like like i think it was week three and we were talking about going to back to church yeah. and i was like josh i just don't feel ready i think being around all those people would overwhelm me yeah. i'm still sore walking around i'm not ready and so we went at four weeks and i was like this did we even feels- go at four weeks or did we go later four or five weeks yeah, it was one of those like but i was like this feels so timely. Like I felt ready and I I'm thankful that I waited until I felt ready. And I think too, I want to encourage the girl, whether you are in postpartum or you're not, Mm -hmm. um, this is very real that I know for a fact, I know that I know that I am beautiful, but there have been times that I have not felt pretty, but that is not just in postpartum. Mm -hmm. Like, like, even when it before I had my baby body, yeah. I like had times that I didn't feel pretty. And I just want to encourage you that just because you feel it doesn't make it factual. Mm. You are so beautiful. You are so valued. You are so lovely. And regardless of what you're feeling today, I pray that you don't allow those feelings to dictate the posture of your heart as you navigate today and yeah. that you know God did a really good job whenever he made you. And I pray that you believe that. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I, I agree just a second. What you just said is like, there is such a culture that's like, all right, you had a baby. See you next week. Like <laughs> wrap it up, get your, yeah. get your body back, get your schedule back, get back to normal, get outside, like act like nothing happened two weeks ago. Like, mm-hmm. And that's so sad because there's such there's even though it's hard, like we said last podcast, like it's hard, but there's joys in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for anything. This is such a gift. Yeah, it's a sacrifice, but it's a it's a worth it sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Also, I so. think the best things in life come with sacrifice. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I hear our baby crying right now, so I think this is a good time to end the podcast. Yeah. Guys, I love you all so much. I really pray this was super vulnerable and just talking about how the last two months have been in a brief little episode. And I pray that it meets you where you are, that you know you're not alone, that you know how loved you are. And I cannot wait to talk to you all next week. Bye, guys. See y'all.